Hello, and welcome to episode 20 of Q&A Quest. One day we're actually going to look at the number beforehand instead of me just going over to the site to check what the last one we put up was. Well, I was kind of thinking, am I actually going to number this one, or is it just going to be like end of the year spectacular? Q&A side quest. So, yes, Q&A side quest, yes. So this is our special uh, year in review award ceremony spectacular special no any and all it. awards may be facetious yes most likely all most yeah likely all. we don't really want to step on the toes of actual awards given by an by the actual website so we just do yeah. this awful thing <laughs> yes you are unlikely to find any of these awards in the general rp gamer awards I don't know. Some of these I put on were serious. Most yeah. of the ones that involve voting for Undertale are serious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and after we're done with that, or maybe we want to do this first, we're going to go over some of the uh, reader sent in best and worst of the year. Let's let's pepper these around. Do at least one or two beforehand, and then one between the best and worst. Okay. Well, I'm going to live check my email and make sure no one else sent one in. Uh, Okay, so we're I have just... n- I I'm not privy to his email, so I have no idea how many of these there are. <laughs> uh, so by e- via email, just low whoops. The others are in the thread. Uh, uh, so we're just gonna go with we're gonna start with low whoops's best and worst of the year, and then we'll start with some of the award. Are we gonna start? He's with provided the... so many of our questions, he kind of deserves a final yeah. place. Uh, should we start with the worst awards or the best awards? Not I feel really like the sure. worst awards will be shorter because we had trouble thinking of ones that wouldn't be inherently offensive. Yeah, let's we'll start with those after this, and then we'll go into some more reader lists. Okay. Uh, so let's see. He says here, I will not go into best and worst games of the year since I've probably not played anything that can be considered as such. I don't know. You played some Idea Factory games, dude. Um. So I'll talk about the oh, ones I, I liked and didn't. Favorite game of the year, LBX. I love that game. I can sit there and just kill robots and collect parts and make cooler robots. Nothing I've played in the last year has gripped me quite so as much. You know, I really still really need to try that. You know, I, the concept is fundamentally appealing to me. Playing lots of Destiny, the idea of like a repeatable experience where there's like always more stuff to get uh, is like, really compelling. So I can totally see why LBX is. Also, it sounds like Custom Robo, and I'm kind of yeah. big up on that. I, I did pick this up uh, based on your recommendation, Little Whoops. Uh, although I haven't actually sat down and played it yet, but it seemed like something that deserved some support. So uh, we'll see how I like it. It sounds pretty cool, and definitely not a game I see a lot of people talking about. So. Sadly, flying under the radar. I guess that is a level five game, isn't it? Yeah, it's level five. Uh, to be fair, we're also not really the audience they were targeting it at. That's I have true. no idea how well it did with the audience it was supposed to be targeted at, because like it was one of their approximately four hundred attempts to make essentially Pokemon, but yeah. not the one that actually became Pokemon. <laughs> so. You know, like, I have no idea how much that's actually crossed over into the audience they want it to. Uh, well, we'll have to, we'll have to ask uh, Gaijin about this one next time he's on. I think he talked about uh, at least one time he was here, but yeah, yeah we have, can get more depth yeah. on that. Because I, I know we had a long discussion about level 5, so that, that may have come up. 
although a lot of that was about uh, all the issues local that would have been encountered with trying to localize the other uh, yokai, yokai watch well. games, which is really interesting. So. Yeah, no, and I've heard that you can kind of see some of those issues in Yokai Watch. I haven't gotten around to playing it yet. I can see that. I haven't come across anything yet myself, but can definitely see something coming up. Um, yeah. So yeah, LBX probably worth checking out. Uh, let's see, honorable mention: Puzzle and Dragon Z. It's a different kind of mastery game that also contains collecting and leveling dragons and other cool little things. The story isn't much to write about. But it was a surprisingly addictive game. Um, I couldn't really get into it, but uh, a lot of people seem to love it. So uh, puzzles and RPGs still mix together pretty well, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. like I I I'm tempted by Puzzle and Dragons on 3DS by virtue of the fact that like oh it's Puzzle and Dragons but without phone garbage. Um, and microtransactions. That's what I mean by phone <laughs> garbage. But uh, like I, I have, uh, I have not spared money for it because my cash is relatively tight this year. Mm. And there's lots of definitely better stuff to check out for sure. Um, mm. As far as that game, the, the actual Mario side of that game was not all that great. That's a shame. Yeah. I found it pretty underwhelming. It's just Puzzle and Dragons, but yeah. a little bit of a Mario game. Yeah, I really thought Puzzle Quest kind of destroyed everyone's desire for this kind of game, so yeah, I guess I was wrong. No, that that's a, it's a really... The thing about it is that puzzle games are very easy to explain and have obvious appeal and RPGs keep you coming back to puzzle games in the way that high scores often don't. So it's a good mix. Yeah, mixing the two can draw in people that would not normally play something and then have them play it forever. Alright, let's see. Least favorite game of the year, probably Dungeon Travelers 2. Say all that you want about the game's art style, choice, and innuendo, the game is just no fun to play. It doesn't explain most things in the game before you'd figure it out on your own. Tutorials are mind-numbing and cringeworthy. The party and the enemies don't play by the same rules. And then every so often you run into enemies that can and will kill you just because they use a really strong attack and there's no way to bounce back from. The only reason I... Oh, good. Uh, sorry, yeah, there's a little bit more. The only reason I beat the last boss was because it didn't use one of its attacks more than once at a time. Every time I fought fought it, this one move would be spammed and there was no way to keep the party alive. It's worth hating for all sorts of reasons that don't even touch the art style. Yeah, that's the end of it. Yeah, like, I, I just sort of, like, this is perhaps an unfair prejudice, but it has not steered me wrong yet. But that anything that spun off of a Japanese porn game is probably <laughs> not actually a terribly interesting final product. Yeah, this is the like this best is, case scenario. I, I believe this is from the same company that brought us Tears to Tiara Two, if I'm not mistaken, and Tears to Tiara One, and yeah, lots of porn games. So. Not really all that surprised, although I think this was developed by Sting as well. So the gameplay quality being not so great 
is a little disappointing. But, yeah. Not all their games are great, so I guess they shouldn't be that surprising. Uh, let's see, he's got another honorable mention here. Operation Abyss. It's not exactly bad, it's just not worth playing for the amount of time it requires. So this was kind of, this is from the same developers that did uh, Demon Gaze, which I reviewed a while back, which is a pretty decent first-person dungeon crawler that sticks a bit too cro closely to old-school wizardry, and it sounds like this one does as well. Although, uh, Lil Whoops has got a rev uh, review up of this, so not really surprised that this one has issues. You know, too many of the first-person dungeon callers outside of Etrian stick way too closely to old-school wizardry stuff, and it just does, yeah, does not make for a particularly fun experience. Oh. Yeah. Be careful of your first-person dungeon crawlers of choice. They're dangerous. Yes. And that's it from Little Whoops. So uh, I think we're just going to jump right into our worst of the year categories. And we have like three of these. Yeah, we, we, yeah we may ad-lib some in as we go or come back to this as we're going through the yeah. best. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this is this is really just an excuse for us to rant about something that bothered me this year. <laughs> yes. Well, we, we so we have a the most disappointing reward, but we're going to save that. So <laughs> uh, you're trying to save the classic rant. Yes. So the first award is the No More Roguelikes Help Us Award of the Year. Please, dear God, no more roguelike elements in anything. Uh, stop it. Like, unless, like, it's a really easy path to producing something that cannot deal with the fact that it has no level design. Yes, and the winner of this is Indie RPGs, from me. Uh, I don't know what your vote is. Uh, like, repeat that, my, my brain's a couple places. My, uh, my vote for the for this award is Indie RPGs. Yeah, like... Indie RPGs are the things that are doing it, and I think they're at least in part doing it in the hopes that like it can save on level design overall. But making a good randomly generated project, uh, like a good random generator, requires you to be to understand the fundamentals of what needs to be tossed out as an option for what it can generate. Yeah, and that's really hard. <laughs> <sighs> And of course, to you know, top all the random games with roguelike elements, we've had some actual roguelikes come out, like Super Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, Mystery Dungeon, and surprisingly, no Shearing games recently. And I'm, and of, yeah. I'm of course talking about in Japan, because obviously we're not getting any of those anytime soon. Yeah, we'll probably get someone like XD taking another chance on one in a couple of years. Yeah, it's true. Like, Shiren is... I feel like Shiren is what uh, they make when they're in the uh, the lean periods between having a bazillion licenses to make mystery <laughs> dungeons. Yeah, and they seem to be doing uh, more visual novels, so they may be busy with that as well. 
I think they do that whole they do the whole uh, what is the name of those uh, visual novelty games? Um, drawing a blank on the name. Published by Axis. Is it like Three Doors, Three Something? Really drawing a blank on the name of these games. Um, uh, like, are, are we thinking like other? I'm thinking games, other games that uh, Spike Junsoft works on the Zero Escape series. Yeah, nine hours, nine persons. Yeah, that's what I don't know why the heck I thought three. (laughs) I knew it was nine, 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 nine something. Yeah. Uh, So I know they've been working on those, and they have other visual novels and stuff in Japan. So um, yeah. Well, also they've just they've just been doing licensed mystery dungeons recently. I mean, Super Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon just came out. Yeah. So. Just been too busy, so probably see another Sharon in the near future. Oh yeah, new, uh, Duncan Rumpa as well. Oh yeah, that's, that's right. Also okay, so yeah, they've been busy with lots of stuff. Some sort of One Piece game? What? <laughs> I guess everyone makes those, but I didn't think that. There's a lot of those. But then there's it's coming off- out on the Xbox One. Why? Uh. Like, I assume that's coming out in America then, because. There's no way they'd do that if it was only coming out in Japan. What is this? I guess it's a fighting game? Why would you ha- contract Spike Chunsoft to make a fighting game? Uh, ooh. Good question. Okay, never mind. Never mind. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of One Piece games, just like there's a lot of episodes of One Piece. Yeah, I think they're at like 900 at this oh, point. Oh my god. I'm not even... No, that's chapters, I think. Any one piece chapters. Uh, okay. Oh, heavens me, why? Oh, there's so many of these. <laughs> yeah, no, let's just say there's so many of them. F- list of one piece chapters 595 to current. Wow. It is apparently on eight hundred and six. Okay, that's that's a fair amount. Yeah. No wait, eight hundred and ten. These are the ones. Uh, there are eight hundred and ten that are as yet uncollected into uh, graphic novel format. Okay. It's gonna be the longest show of all time. Um, all right, let's, not, yeah, all right, let's let's get back to topic here. So the next award is Idea Factory Compile Heart Memorial Award. If you deserve better, yeah. Gee, I wonder who wrote this one. <laughs> I, like this is just a general like Idea Factory and Compile Heart probably make up like half of the like console JRPG market at this point just by sheer volume, at least in terms of what gets localized. Which they make. They make tons of things every year. Yeah. I kind of wish they would pair that back and just make a few better things every year. <laughs> well, I hear their visual novels are pretty good. Yeah. I like I have no knowledge of that subject. Yeah, me, I'm just talking either. about the RPGs from them. Yeah. It's just like 
all of these are ultra low budget, and I'm just like, I'm sure that there's a reason for that, but like, it just feels like, guys, pair some of these back and make something that, like, you know, <laughs> emphasizes the quality that you could theoretically put into them. Well, you know, like, I've heard that the remakes of the Neptunia games are better. I don't know. They're better. Um, I'm not that's, convinced that would make them good, but they're also not developed by Idea Factory, so that could have something to do with yeah, it. Yeah, I was thinking, aren't they made by the remnants of Flight Plan? They are. And I played a, I tried to review the third one of that this year. Yeah, but it just, just um, I don't know, I couldn't get into it. Um, what kind of annoys me about them is they, so they made, they have made a pretty good RPG in uh, Fairy Fencer F. I thought yeah, I remember you cool. being fond of that one. Yeah, so I thought they were making a sequel of it, um, but it turns out it's just like an updated remake of the original game for PS4. So, so, so what sucks. you're saying is it's the logical inverse of Shin Megami Tensei 4 Final? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Fairy Fencer. They, I have no idea why they couldn't just make a new game. They had to update the old game. I will say that they it, might they might do another one. Like you can't be sure. Of that. I, I mean, they just I hope released they do. the old game on PC, actually. Yeah, I forgot about that. It did have some frame rate issues on PS3, so maybe I should pick that up on Steam and see if it runs any better. Or you can grab the PS4 version. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll definitely do that because it's going to have extra stuff. But yeah, I, that's... Idea Factory didn't release anything particular particularly awful this year, but still... At it's... least not notably worse than what they normally do. For for a company that produces so many RPGs that most of which are coming over here, it would be nice to see some improved quality. Yeah, like, you, you guys don't have to poop out five games in a single year. You can poop out two of them and make any of them better. Yes, exactly. What's that we hear in the background? Do we have a guest? What? The guest what? just appeared. No, no, shut up. Quit, quit hit Aiden. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to be just finding his way onto every single episode of this. I didn't mean, I did not mean to interrupt this. I was just like, I just wanted to call Fanboy and wish him a Merry Christmas, you know, but but now I'm on this thing and I'm like, okay, no, we'll do that. It's fine. Oh yeah, that's also that's also a good point. <laughs> it's that in you guys' time zone, it's now Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it yeah. is. But, uh, I like where things went. Somehow. I like Christmas, man. I was like, I, I no, Christmas you is sent out a bunch of Christmas Steam gifts because apparently Steam is now my Christmas gifts dispensary device. I'm looking right. forward no, to getting like something awful like Bad Rats. Like no, no, no. I already gave you Bad Rats like twice. <laughs> <laughs> That's because it was like 21 cents at some point. It was 10 cents at one point. I, I dropped like a good $5 on Steam that day, just to get as many copies of it as I could while it was still like while the getting was good, and so I could give them to everybody because I love it. <laughs> for but, for a certain value of good, let's let's move on to this. Uh, this well, I was just gonna s- say, um, speaking of Idea Factory, I'm surprised that no one has done the horrific deed of gifting me Mugen Souls yet. I feel like that would have happened if your Steam was like. Given away on RP Gamer. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. I, I, I think someone would be like, "Ha ha ha! It's on sale." I'm friends. Do with... What do I have you on my Steam list um, wheels? Like, I feel uh, like I should. I'm I'm scared now, so I don't want to check. 
I'm gonna check. Mugen Souls is currently nine ninety nine. Um, no, that's too much. That's too much to, to uh, like. Uh, like maybe when it's ninety nine cents, on. then we can talk. But that's that's too much for me to pay. I don't even to think Wheels is on my Steam list. I don't think I am. You're not. I just looked at it. <laughs> Yeah, you're not. Whatever. Like, let's what let's hell, discuss man. this That's later. Not... You're gonna have to cut out all, all of this. I got like two <laughs> no, no, friends this is... that I have only so ever tweeted at on my Steam list. Heck, some of them even got gifts this year because they're cool. <laughs> but like, I don't have you, and I'm talking to you on Skype right now. That's not right, man. You know, I don't think I have Max Storm on Steam. Maybe that's why I haven't received any Mugen Souls gifts. Anyway, like you guys are doing like some year awards ceremony thing. I'm I'm all about that. Uh, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's so... Let me uh, let me give you the link. Yeah, so we're I'll put it in the chat. We're gonna get to the uh, most disappointing game of the year, but uh, just as an anecdote for anyone that doesn't know, uh, Max Storm actually attempted to send me a code for Mugen Souls Two. Oh, I remember this. I, I forget. Souls Two exists. You were like furious because he handed it to you at the same time he handed you a code for a game you actually wanted. Yeah, to uh, I'm trying to remember what the other game was. I forget. But so I entered this code in. And, like, I'm going through the redeem process, and I'm like, this is Mugen Souls 2. <laughs> Mugen, Soul, Mugen Souls Z. Mugen, whatever. <laughs> whatever the heck it's called. And I remember for a brief period saying, hey, send it to me, I'll review it for you. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, needless to say, I did not redeem the code. <laughs> lucky save. Yeah, lucky save. But, anyway, so we're going to move on to our most disappointing game of the year. Um, I don't think in the realm of RPGs. Yes, in the realm of RPGs, and then we can hear from Beat uh, what he was disappointed by this year. And it's going to be nothing. He didn't yeah. buy anything. He wasn't sure of. Yeah, but yeah, uh, that's, that's pretty much it. Like I, I would say the games I remember buying this year, all of them A plus. Good job. <laughs> nice, excellent. The things that were bought for you are a different story, but that's uh, that's for another. Well, day. those are like indie gala bundles, but those, those even count. It's like eight games. You had for a no nickel. expectations for them, so they couldn't. <laughs> yeah, really half you. of them I didn't even touch. <laughs> uh, so Dave and I have a unanimous agreement on our most disappointing. Yeah, this game might be the only thing that actually wins an award. Oh, okay. Yeah. So let's hear what what is the most disappointing. Final it was it was Final Fantasy Type Zero. Yeah, it's yeah. a really bad it. action RPG. Yeah. I, I haven't played it, uh, but I've heard bad things. Expound upon them. Like, like I remember, I had some hope for this. Like, I didn't expect it to be great, but like the reviews I saw when it came out were like, "This is pretty good." Like, I like this, and it's like, I feel like the game set a bad impression from the beginning. Because it's like, it's M-rated, and they kind of tried to market it as like a more adult Final Fantasy. But what that actually meant is that every so often there's a cutscene where someone's head gets chopped off. <laughs> That's, that like, doesn't sound very adult. Anything that sounds more juvenile. Yeah, like it's really, it's really, really 15-year-old. Um, there's not really much to be uh, said for it. Like, I'm going, to, I'm going to hold down a torch for 15-year-olds here. Being 15 is awesome. And when you're 15, people's heads getting cut off is awesome. But yeah, yeah, we we, we can it's, we need to move past this, guys. Like, like, yeah. So it sort of sets this bad precedent of like, oh, it's it's Final Fantasy and it's extreme. <laughs> like, oh, extreme. guys, guys, extreme. what are you doing? Um, 
it's it starts off with like this whole drawn out drawn out sequence of a character dying that you're apparently supposed to care yeah, about. Yeah, it's even like you're getting this you, this this school this kid dying and like he's bleeding out over a chocobo that's also bleeding out. And that just aside from the fact I'm that sorry. chocobos are combat ostriches, um, which kind of inherently diffuses the drama. It's just like <laughs> you're never like there's no like the. It doesn't manage to nail any sort of pathos of like the horrors of war because there's no context for anything that's happening. Didn't Final Fantasy uh, Type Zero take place in a high school? Yeah, you're in combat high school. Oh, that well, there you go. That there. Is, I'm already. That's not already revealed hated. to you at that point. By at that point, uh, after I can't remember if it's before or after this scene of a bleeding out ostrich. Um, you get this really, really long... I, I've, I've ranted about this a few times on the podcast. You get a really long list of proper nouns about, like, this kingdom went to war with this kingdom over this thing that doesn't exist. Uh, and, like, it, it lists, like, five kingdoms that don't exist, and it's really hard to keep an idea of who is what, because you have nothing nothing to like tie your memory to any of them like, so by the said... end of the oh, sorry, go on, huh? go on sorry, so, sorry, sorry. So, so by the end of this opening like five minutes of exposition dump it's like you've just watched like a couple minutes of Ken Burns Civil War if the United States didn't exist and it also involved France and Mexico See, like, when you were talking about, like, stuff that doesn't exist, I was almost certain this you were going to go in, like, a jet fuel can't melt steel beams direction. No, no, I'm not, no, I'm being serious here when I critique this game because it, it bothered me. Like, this is a really badly told story. I can't even tell if it's a badly written one because it's badly told. Fair enough. Like, like you know, after that, you start fighting, and the game... Like sort of wants you to sort of think of your party as like a, as like an elite squadron. So you've got thirteen people that are all named after cards, and like a couple more that don't have card themes, and that's how you can tell they're the actual main characters. <laughs> but um, and like the game actually seems to expect you to keep all of them leveled, which is completely ridiculous because they don't actually all gain experience the same time they have to actually have done something to gain levels so the game seems to be expecting you to carry characters around over and over it's really grindy it doesn't fit a console experience at all it kind of made sense when the game was a psp game but it doesn't work at all as like a way of pacing out the console game it it's didn't, just it didn't really yeah. work on portable either yeah just but saying. i can see why they thought it would work on portable yeah whereas. Like, no one that was making a game specifically for a console would make this creation. Well, and Well, I think, okay. as I was going to say, I think what makes it, what made the portable version specifically a little better, and this actually has nothing to do with being portable, was just the multiplayer, which was another way that you could level up characters and whatnot playing with friends. Yeah. And the lack of that, I, I, I think, they think cut that really entirely. makes... Yeah, it completely cut that entirely. I think it, you can just do, like, special solo missions or something instead. And that's super weird because everything they released it on is online enabled. So yeah. it's like they, you weird. have Xbox Live, you have PlayStation Network, they're both like well understood at this point. Why did you not insert online multiplayer into this game? Uh, I gotta think it's something to do with the, the code. 
Yeah, it's hook. probably just how it was. Like, it was probably only coded for ad hoc play to begin yeah. with. And then, like, ripping it out and replacing it with an actual network infrastructure is probably a pain in the ass. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, like, it's a game that makes a lot of bad first impressions, and then you actually start fighting, and it basically plays, like, a worse version of Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core. Which has a which is a really staccato rhythmic uh, like think about the thing I just said because that's a nonsensical statement a staccato rhythmic fighting uh, system where like it sort of wants you to wait for specific times in the animations and it sort of tries to get you to do that by sort of having like certain wind ups that you're supposed to be pressing the attack button with but like what it turns into in Type Zero is you wait for your targeting reticle to turn red. Okay. And there's not a lot of rhyme or reason. I couldn't quite see... Like, I played the game for about eight hours before getting completely fed up with it. Um, there didn't. I couldn't figure out a way to make it turn red. It just... Sometimes it turns red, and when it turns red, you get a critical <laughs> attack and are way more effective. So, so it's like Halo, if you don't know how to play Halo, you're just sort of like looking around the room until you see something that makes your cursor turn red, at which point you push the button. Yeah, yep. but you're also running around, and you're also an anime teenager. Um, that would that would straight up kill me if I were playing Halo. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine something that would destroy your interest in Halo faster. <laughs> but uh, they did actually destroy my interest in Halo. They made Halo Five, and they took out split screen uh, co op, and that's that that just yeah. But if you but it would have killed it, but it would have killed it faster if you were an anime teenager while they did that's it. That's true. But, that's true. They could have they could have beaten that to the punch, but they, they killed it. But yeah, like it's like I'm really glad that Hajime Tabata's next game, uh, Final Fantasy 15, had most of its ideas in place before he was put in the directorial role <laughs> because I feel like the sheer amount of stuff that was already done by the time that Nomura left the project so that he could work on Kingdom Hearts 3 and Final Fantasy 7 Remake will rein in some of his tendencies where it's like, I don't like the way you make action RPG. <laughs> nice. Uh, right, I, like, was... Crisis, Crisis Core is, is pretty good, but I mean, like, yeah. Wheels, what was your most disappointing game of 2015? This was, this was unanimous. Yeah, this was unanimous. Oh, that's unanimous. Okay, well. And, and I wasn't even expecting a lot from it, so that should tell wow, you man. a lot. Well, I didn't play. I, uh, I'm sure I'll get back to this RPGs game. In 2015. So it's difficult for me to come up with one that was most disappointing. But if I had to say off the top of my head the game I consider most disappointing in 2015, I would have to say it was Sakura Santa. You didn't expect good things from that. I expected a um, uh, fully blown recreation of either It's a Wonderful Life or A Christmas Carol. And instead I got, I can spend time at the diner to eventually uh, see the bunny girl naked or spend time at home in my room crying myself to sleep to eventually see Santa naked. Yeah, that was, uh, I don't want to think about this experience any longer than I have to right now. What did you expect from this game? I'm confused. Uh, I feel like it. Navi, no, no, let me level with you. That they, would, that they would just sort of ape the. They would do like what every children's cartoon ever, 
has done, where they just sort of ape the plot of its own um, uh, of a Christmas Carol. Think of all the think of all the naked women you couldn't have seen if you weren't a born. What I want, like I, no, 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 no. That's a Wonderful Life. I want. Yeah, it, I, like, I thought you were gonna go with It's a Wonderful Life when I started. It could be either one. It could be either one. But like, I really wanted it to be like uh, the Fox Girl would be the ghost of Christmas Past, and you were like the old pervert anime main character, just like. Just like really curmudgeon-y and shit. And he, like over the course of these things, he learns the true meaning of Christmas. Oh, <laughs> when he finds no, like when he finds like his own like self, just like staring at this tombstone, and he brushes off the frost and sees on it the Sakura Clicker franchise. Just screams, "No!" Wakes up in his bed. Oh God! I could, it's still time. I can change. <laughs> That's well what I was hoping for, and instead I got like the worst dating sim ever. Yeah, let's let's not think too hard about this. <laughs> All uh, right, what's next, gentlemen? We're gonna go. Let's move on to good things. Yeah. Okay. First, we're gonna look talk about some uh, listener best and worst of the years. Uh, after we'll a brief musical interlude. Had a drink. I'm stand. I'm sitting next to my Christmas tree, which is a palm tree because Florida's fucking weird. You could try growing a fir tree in Florida. Yeah. Well, actually, no. It's a fake palm tree, which just like makes it weird. Yeah, I know, right? Holy shit! Like <laughs> I, the point of the palm tree to begin with was there's no fir trees here. Why would well, you no, make a fake one? Picture. <laughs> oh heavens! All right. So should I start reader top fives? Let's let's do that. While okay. He does something terrible. <laughs> okay. So uh, let's get to some reader uh, best and worst of. What am I saying? Reader listener best and worst of 2015. So you just having readers instead. Uh, yeah. So this is from Budai, whose game of the year is Monster Hunter Four. I assume he means Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. Oh, that's, that's the only okay. version we got, so yeah. for all intents and purposes, it's Monster Hunter 4. Uh, and, you know, some rad dude on the site gave it a 5 out of 5, so I would be inclined Who to agree with him. Been? I don't know. Yeah, awesome game. Awesome, awesome game. Best in the series. Uh, fantastic game. I don't know what else to say. It's really good. And sold really well as well in addition so good things to come from that series I think assuming Capcom doesn't just produce the same thing endlessly well I mean they're they're gonna make Cross which is Monster Hunter greatest hits yeah from what I've played of it so far that's basically what it is which is still fun just not anything new or exciting yeah uh, so Budai also has uh, a top five other RPGs he played, uh, which include Lightning Returns, 
which <laughs> did, the, obviously these are ones he played this year because that didn't come. Yeah, out this we'll year. we'll accept that. Yeah, Lightning Returns, which a lot of people seem to be changing their opinion on, and I really recommend it as it's a, a very interesting gameplay experience. Just uh, turn, it's a Valkyrie profile yeah, game. Just turn your brain off for the story. Never listen to anything coming out of anyone's mouth. Yes, exactly. Uh, let's see what else he has listed here. Bravely Default, uh, which we are I'm not. Sorry, fan. I can't go there with you, man. Yeah, we're not. We're not fans <laughs> of that, but that's that's fine. Uh, yeah. Etrian Odyssey Four. That was the first. Yo, I'm back. Apologies. Oh, no worries. I'm just going down a reader's best yes. listener today. The third one is Etrian Odyssey Four, which is the first one on 3DS. Added lots of new features. I really like that game. So. Not surprised he enjoyed that. Uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, uh, yeah. which I still haven't managed to dig into, but what I've played of it is really good. So yeah, I've not finished it, and that is to my eternal shame. Mm. That's all right. It's a Bioware game. It's a good game though. Lots to do in there, so it's okay. If... Maybe a little too large for its own good. It's still good. And the last one is Fire Emblem Awakening, which is an awesome game. So. Yeah. Totally I've heard very good things about that yeah. one. I still so, played it, though. Really good uh, tactical RPG. Yeah, if you like strategy RPGs, it's good stuff. Why is my phone doing things? We just got a tweet. Oh, because I just tweeted at you. Yeah. Oh, of course. Uh, oh. Nice. <laughs> All right. You... Oh, heaven. <laughs> told you. Yeah, yeah, you did. Palm. It's really nice, actually. I'm sitting out back next to it. Palm tree, Christmas drink. tree. I approve. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I told you. I told you. All right, so, uh, where were we? I'm um, looking for more listener best and worst lists. I think Budai may have been the only one that sent something in. Let me check. Maybe next uh, <laughs> Let's see, this is from... The Walk-In Dude. Okay. Uh, the best game I played all year was either The Witcher 3 or Fallout 4. They're both high-water marks for the open-world RPG genre, which might be my favorite type of game. That's unfair. That yeah. sounds good. I haven't played Witcher 3 yet, but Fallout 4 is pretty sweet, so... Yeah. Agree. Um, see, the worst or at least most disappointing game that I played this year was, drumroll, Final Fantasy Type-0. <laughs> Oh, Welcome to the club. Yep. Vindication. Yep, we Welcome to the club. The story is a confusing mess, and the gameplay is not fun at all. It's a shame because I always viewed it as a lost FF game. And yeah, that's that's one of the other things that I feel has contributed to the game being yeah. sort of seen as a disappointment is that like it was one of those things where like the people that bothered to import it were like, oh, it's super good. Why aren't we getting it? And then like it can't. It's one of those situations where it comes out and it's like. Why did you care this much? <laughs> hey, I imported it, and you were all warned. You were all yeah, warned. Yeah, no, I just allowed myself to believe that maybe you were wrong. Yeah. Apparently I was wrong, too. <laughs> well, I, I am wrong a lot, but I wasn't this time. Yeah, it's great. Uh, let's see what he has to say about... Let's see what else he has to say. I wholeheartedly bought into the 13 trilogy and will defend it somewhat. Uh, I will totally defend it with you, just not 13-2. Which is garbage. Don't worry, that has fans. Yeah. <clears throat> I also have to disagree about the item world in Disgaea 5. What? 
I oh, think man. it's the best it's ever been. The whole ability to change routes and gain extra levels on each ship has made me care about it way more than I have in any previous title. Um, okay, yes, that is that is a cool thing about the item world in Disgaea 5. I, I'm not going to disagree with you there, but actually playing anything in the ice in the item world in Disgaea 5 is boring as all heck. I'm sorry. Boring. Maybe it, one day I'll play it and yeah. we can uh, yeah. have an actual discussion here. Yeah, uh, w about this, I would say, um, imagine that cool route, route selection and basically customization for how you're going to upgrade this weapon combined with the really cool item world elements from Disgaea D2 where you get a ship and there's a lot more crazy levels you can run into and yeah, that would be the best item world, but yeah, not this. <laughs> um, okay, here's the tech side with some best and worst. Uh, my favorite game of the year would ha have to go to Final Fantasy XIV. I got into it at the beginning of the year and then did most of Heaven's Sword. It has, I think, the best story an M MMORPG has. The mechanics are solid and it hits my nostalgia in the best way possible. Uh, yeah, Final, Fan Final Fantasy XIV is a good MMR MMORPG. It's perhaps no Momofrager. Momok, Momok, I can't even say that. Momofrager, Momofrager. Uh, it's a good game, there you go. I'm not, not going to mess that up. It's pronounced game. <laughs> no, stop. It's pronounced stop. <laughs> <sighs> Okay, yeah. moving on. I'm not a high enough level to, to have done the expansion, but yeah, it's a fun game. Um, let's see, a couple of runner-up entries. Undertale is fantastic. Uh, lots of people love Undertale. So Undertale's cool. pretty great. Yeah. Heroes of Might and Magic 2 would have to be the ancient game I discovered very late this year and just love. Wow, really? That's Repeat that? I, I would Heroes of Might and Magic 2... Apparently, TechSide played for the first time this year. That's pretty cool. I, I assume that's come out on Steam or something. Or maybe uh, good old games yeah, that probably. he would have played it on. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's a sweet game. I, I enjoy those Heroes of Might yep, Magic Yep, it's games. on GOG. Yeah, there you go. Sweet. Uh, glad you enjoyed that. That is a classic. Uh, let's see. For bad games, somehow I missed a lot of them this year. I'm not sure how. I just didn't quite get one I hated. Must have been lucky. Yes, yes, sir. Glad you know, to hear that. It's better to go through through the year without having played something that made you hate life. Yeah, yeah, like that's a good thing, I would say. Uh, TechSide also has some questions, but we'll save that for next time. Yeah. And I think that's this it. is self indulgence cast. Thank yes. You very much. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it for the reader list. So, without further ado, I think we're just gonna dive straight into our awards of the year. Yeah. And the first one, we're gonna start. We have we have a few non-RPG awards here. I'm just gonna say that. And the first yeah. the first one is first-person shooter of the year because in these modern times, there are always first-person shooters coming out every year, and they aren't all bad Call of Duties. So. Some... Wow. Shots fired. <laughs> Shots fired. Um, so my selection for this was obviously Destiny, which um, I think that's for the second year running. Yes, didn't technically come out this year, but it had a huge content upgrade this year. So, so technically, your selection is Destiny to Taken King. 
Yes, Destiny the Taken King, which, like, quadrupled the, the amount of content in the game. So That's not bad. It's pretty good. Uh, I didn't actually play a single first-person shooter this year, so instead of that, I'm just going to say my favorite first-person game this year was Five Nights at Freddy's 4. <laughs> That's a super neat game. It's a really, really neat game. It is... Like, people give Five Nights at Freddy's all sorts of crap, but the simple fact of the matter is those games are ridiculously innovative. They they used what little they had in such an incredibly unique way. They're good. It's good stuff. Interesting. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, dare that's I, for FPS. Dare I ask what, what those games even are? Because I'm not really sure. They're, They're jump scare games. games, but that okay. I don't I don't like calling them that because I think it doesn't really do them, horror do games, th- them justice. They're horror games. The jump scare is merely the bad thing that happens when you fail. The The real horror comes from the way they build atmosphere using your surroundings and your environment and the noises and the ambience and everything. They, they're great at building tension, and that's that's where the real horror boost comes from. If it was just, oh no, a thing jumped out and made a scary noise, they wouldn't be half as good as they are. Interesting. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you a more proper debriefing off. Uh... <laughs> All right. Yeah, off mic. Uh, for, for my FPS of the year, it, it took whatever was the most recent Wolfenstein. It was Wolfenstein the Old Blood. Uh, I've heard good things. Wolfenstein the New Order was a super good game, and Wolfenstein the Old Blood is more of it. So It's got a, it's got a very classic FPS appeal. So Yeah, I remember seeing the trailer for New Order, being like, oh, pff, Wolfenstein, and then watching it and being like, that looks really awesome. What the heck is going on? <laughs> yeah, no, it's actually really good. Uh, so it's, I guess it's pretty cool to see that series come back into prominence. Although, so, yeah. it's, it's super weird. That series, like, every time it comes back, it's like the, the glorious revival of Wolfenstein, regardless of how the last one was received. <laughs> return to <laughs> Wolfenstein? Like, yeah, Return to Castle Wolfenstein, which had, like, a multiplayer following for a long time, unless you were playing the PS2 version, which cut out the multiplayer entirely. Um, don't play that version. <laughs> d- definitely don't. Uh, like, there was 2009 I'm not convinced a single human being ever played. <laughs> um, but apparently it's still canon as of Wolfenstein New Order. And, like, New Order apparently did well enough that they made an expansion and they called it Wolfenstein the Old Blood. Yeah, I was kind of worried it didn't because they saw it on clearance a lot, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything, so... Yep. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. You should pick it up. Yeah, I'm probably going to have to do that. I picked up a used copy and still and it still had the uh, Doom beta code, so I'm in that. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, so obviously the overall winner is Destiny the Taken King. That's, that's not how that works. Sure it is. That's math. No, I'm no, jumping that's... here into the fire. <laughs> I get, yeah. I, I get three votes. You get one vote. Wow, I, get two I see how this partnership works now. <laughs> Wait, do I get two votes? Because I'm the cool outsider with who's edgy and unique. No, edgy skeleton. Edgy skeleton. No, because then obviously I'm going to lose this vote. So no. No, because then you would. Then you still win if you have three. Like, like, it, like under this count, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's Four has two. Yeah, Wolfenstein: The New Blood has 
one. And the old and had one. Got... Like what? What you? What this would allow to happen all right, is all right. Wolfenstein: The Old Blood is third FPS of the year behind Five Nights at Twenty Four, which is not an FPS. And that's me to take first game. Perspective, though. All right. Yeah, it is first-person perspective, but it's not a shooter. Yeah. No, so the winner of this award is Star Wars Battlefront. This, yes. mes- this, like mes- this message brought to you that. by EA. If you're getting money, if you're getting kickbacks on this, I, I deserve them. No, but ser- <laughs> seriously, I'm just going to give this award to Halo 5 because I th- seriously thought that... The Dark Horse? I ther- <laughs> seriously thought that 343 was just going to send the series like into the stinker, and they did not, so... I've heard right. things about Halo Five, but as stated, they they don't they no longer has split screen co op, and that's seriously my bread and butter when it comes to Halo. Like if I can't sit on my couch with my brother and just just like bash our heads against a legendary difficulty for a half hour, I don't even want to play it. That's 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 Halo for me. And when they took out the split screen, this it means just I'm never going to see Sky beat God of Sky again. No. I know, I know, it's sad. It's sad. Yeah, that really pissed me off too. But at this point, I'm only—I would only be playing it online anyway. So, uh, I still got a brother who lives in the same state as me. I could make this work. <laughs> way to way to way to mess up my Christmas three four three. <laughs> Scrooge. All right, okay. um, what's what's the next category? All right, next category is best best indie RPG that doesn't include. Whoop! I think I missed one. Yes, I, I missed one because then this next this that category award wouldn't be as funny. Uh, best roguelike of the Down year. Downwell. Downwell. Uh, I don't play roguelike, so I am abstaining. Downwell. Downwell. Yep. Have you heard of that? It's a, it's an indie it's thing. Great. I think you I are... just gave it to Cali Scrub actually. <laughs> uh, it's it's two bucks. Actually, no, it's three bucks at full price, but it's probably on sale right now for two bucks. It is on sale for two dollars because I just okay, gave you it to friend. <laughs> yeah, see, okay, basically, uh, you're a dude, you're falling down a well, and that's it. Go, 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 go. You can jump on things to hurt them unless they're red, if though you don't want to hit them when they're red. Oh, and your oh, wait, boots, I just got given your boots have, um, uh, have guns, and for. you upgrade as you go, and if you die, it's over. It's a roguelike, and it's awesome. Hmm. Actually, sounds oh, pretty good. I think this. I think this came out last year at this point, but I just got given Crypt of the Necro Dancer, so I'm putting that in here. Oh yeah, Crypt of the Necro Dancer is super good. That said, I am not allowed to play it anymore because I get super addicted to roguelikes, and I s- stacked up like 600 hours on that fucking game. Oh my god! Wow, that's really terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Because I'll just play it, and I'll be like, "Oh, well, I died. One more round. Oh, I died. <laughs> One more round. Oh, I died." And then I got to the point where I got good at it, and I could just beat it with, like, Cadence, the first character, every single time. And then I was like, oh, moving on to the next character. Oh, moving on to the next character. Oh, moving on to the next character. And then I could beat up the second character all the time, and I got to the third, where you have only one hit, and if you miss a beat, you die. And at that point, I just threw up my hands and said, nope, I'm done. I'm out. I quit. So I have to ask the most important question. Do you play this with a dance mat? I own a dance mat because of Necrodancer, and I streamed the dance mat on several occasions. He wasn't even wearing a shirt. It was terrible. Oh, wow. That's the proper way to, that's the proper way to stream. If I had an option, I would never, ever, ever wear a shirt while streaming. I feel like that's not true, but let's move on. All right. Uh, my choice would be, I don't even remember if this came out this year or late last year, Etching Mystery Dungeon. 
It was very early this year. It was okay. like February. Yeah. Really fun roguelike. Mixes in well with the Etrian series. So, good stuff. Very good stuff. And the winner is... Yeah, well... All right, fine. Yeah, Pete wins again. We'll, we'll defer. To, we'll defer to the uh, screaming man in the uh, corner. Yeah. All right. Next category: best indie RPG that doesn't include roguelike elements. Does it exist? Oh, Undertale. Undertale yeah, you you yeah. played this, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's not quite finished with it. But I yeah, gotta he's... do. I gotta do one last stream to him. Uh, get rid of the pacifist final boss, which sounds like an oxymoron. Uh, here's the thing: I don't think Undertale is the best game ever. I think it got way overhyped at some point. But I still yeah, have to no, say it's, it it's, is. It's already developed a cesspit of a fandom. Yeah, like like game. we're talking like homestuck levels of terrible, terrible fan base here. This this was a fan base that was crowing about how it had successfully trolled a game facts poll in twenty fifteen. Yeah, like like that's just huh. sad. But um but for what it's worth <laughs> But that doesn't detract is, from the game itself. It is actually a quite good game. Mm. It is absolutely worth its asking price. It is absolutely worth playing. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely a good game. It's definitely worth playing. Is it the best game ever? Mm, not by a long shot. But it's a unique game. It is a fun game, and it is a nice game. And also, I'm sort of in it. Not really, but kind of. <laughs> so that's pretty cool, too. Nice. Yeah, I bought it, but I haven't played it yet. I actually haven't really played any... DRPGs. That's a that really remember. nice soundtrack that you've already listened to some of. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, oh. Got, it's got a pretty nice soundtrack too. Uh, I'm just gonna give the uh, 3DS version of Dragon Fantasy a vote because why not? Just, go, just to give vote. it some publicity there. Yeah. Um, fun version fits in nicely on the 3DS. Pretty cheap. If you like, cool. if you like Dragon Fantasy elsewhere, it's a good place to play it. Alright, uh, what's next? And we'll just give that award to Undertale. Okay, cool. Obviously. Uh, next is the best saga clone of the year. And I, I gave away my vote just so that I could say you just wanted to contrive an excuse for more Legend of Legacy. Yes. Uh, I'm, you said saga, but I heard Sega, so I'm saying Sonic CD, which I just started playing <laughs> now. It's very good. Yeah, fun. All right, sure. And it's even better in that Steam version because they yeah. fixed the collision detection. Yeah, it's it's pretty darn good. Uh, so yeah. obviously the winner of this is Legend of Legacy, which is like this, is, this is a saga knockoff. Yeah. It's the only one of its kind. Yeah, uh, the only thing that could definitely win this award. And if you read my review, it's a fun game. So, all right, there you go. I'll it might not be the best thing he played all year, but I think it might be his favorite. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. So like we're gonna get to like best action game eventually, right? So I can no. sure. <laughs> Well, we have no, no, no. Do you guys have a system? I'm not going to step on that. I just want to know it's coming. Yes, yes. It's not. <laughs> well, uh, not exactly, but there's something that would that will. You there can... are things that you will be able to chime in on. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Uh, next one is best Steam RPG release of the year. Best like... Steam RPG. Uh, Undertale again. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, it's probably like Undertale. Either yeah. that or, like, like depending upon your personal predilections, sub in, like, Witcher 3 or something. I think I got, like, some uh, RPG, RPG Maker 
uh, RPG, uh, one of those Indie Gala bundles that looked very obviously like it was drawn in paint, but using like the um, uh, spray can tool instead of the um, uh, pencil tool. Was it to the moon? Maybe. I don't know. That's, I only like watched the trailer. I think it's like, ha ha ha, dang. That was my exact words. That does sound like your exact words. <laughs> Uh, I don't really have an answer for this because I didn't really play any RPGs on Steam this year. So Undertale basically wins, unless that's, you want to count. That's a good choice. Uh, I'm just taking a quick perusal down. Uh, did I? What did I play this year? Played lots of Cars 2 on Steam. Cars 2? Like, yeah. He's got a young child. Yeah. Ah, yes. Yeah. I should send you uh, Freddy Fish. Oh, man. Uh, no. No, that's important. You should do that. No, no, it actually, I, I played the entire batch of edutainment games and came away with the opinion that, wow, these really are excellent games for young children. I, I can't tell if you're being serious. Dude, <laughs> no, he's being like, serious. The simple okay. fact of the matter is, if you want like a game that's like not bad for your kids and actually kind of educational, the old humongous edutainment adventure games are actually, yeah, perfect for young kids. Right. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not lying here. Okay. I'll have to check those out then. Uh, he actually enjoys playing some Adventure Time games, or well, I should say, watching me play some Adventure Time games. So that's been a lot of fun. Again, uh, young child. Yeah. So there you go. I'm gonna give my award to a game that totally came out on Steam, like several years ago. Adventure Time, Explore the Dungeon because I don't know. Alright, cool. my vote. I'm trying to find you on Steam. I'll find you eventually. Um, Me? Yes. You just gotta look for my crazy mummy trigger avatar. Search I know. For, but there's like 800 people named Wheel. Um, well, I can, add, I can add you. That might be easier. That might be easier. Might be easier. Add me too. It's... Uh... You know who I am. All right, yeah. uh, what's next? Um, we're Japan only RPG of the year. Monster Hunter Cross. Okay, sure. Uh, I would have said Dragon Quest Eight, but that suddenly got a release announcement, so I'm gonna go with like I don't know, Super Robot Wars BX. Yeah, there's always some Super Robot Wars that hasn't come over and won't come over, so that's always a good. And choice. this one looks neat. This one has some really nice art. I like this. Okay, cool. Uh, let's move on. Okay. Um, I totally lost my train of thought now. Around Dark Souls or Dark Souls like? Ah, uh, uh, yes, Dark Souls or Dark Souls like of the year. And the the this answer is actually going to turn into a bloodbath. Yes, yes, it is. Because the answer is Dark Souls Two updated version. Um, you can't even no. remember what its name is. The answer is Bloodborne. Dude. What? No, yeah, the dude, answer is Bloodborne. Dude, no, the answer no. is Bloodborne. It's Dark Souls 2. The answer is Bloodborne. <laughs> okay, like lay out, lay out your argument. Let's let's pretend we're treating this seriously. For a yeah, like let's like like lie to us, wheels. Lie to us. Lie to you? Conviction of someone. us with Bloodborne. sweet lies. Dark Souls 2 was really good, and they tweaked it, shined up the graphics, added in the DLC, and released a super nice version. And Bloodborne is super mean and it killed me a lot. So, <laughs> that's what, did what a you Dark think Souls you is. When you said Dark Souls, <laughs> when that's I like s- saying that's 
saying, oh, let's, let's pick the I want to be the guy of the year. And then everybody just says, I want to be the guy. And you say, no, I want to be the guy. I can't be the I want to be the guy of the year because I killed me a bunch of times. I think, I think you're misunderstanding here. Okay, like Dark Souls 2, obviously, even having played it already, killed me a lot. This Bloodborne killed me a lot. A lot. <laughs> I think I like stick is, I played the wizard that's, that never stepped into something to eat. <laughs> I just I just don't like the the uh, more limited combat options in Bloodborne. Yeah, all right. Oh, you're wrong. Bad. Like, <laughs> my rebuttal to this okay. would be that the combat, like the actual melee combat in Bloodborne, is so much richer for it, though. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Um, it's better melee combat, yes. But I don't think it's better combat overall. I don't. I just. I cannot see eye to eye to you with you when like. I just. I just don't see the appeal of sitting in the back and throwing balls at things. Well, it's not because it's not that simple. I'm gonna throw this ball. <laughs> it's not that simple because you have to measure casting time, distance between you and your I've target, any, anything steel. between you and the target, what type of spell you're using. You know, is is there an arc throw type? action involved here that you have to take into consideration it's it's not just standing back and throwing destroying everything with magic it's just so hard for me to like sympathize with this because to me like the concept of the trick weapon adds so much to souls combat that it hurts me to go back to ones that don't have it It, because like the ability to instantly switch between two disparate move sets that serve completely different functions and like combo between them makes so much difference. No, that that is absolutely 100% great. Trick weapons, awesome addition to the series. I just... I, 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 want, I don't think we can see eye to eye on I this. Want, wheels, I, I wheels, want it gonna, all. I'm going to break it down for you, okay? I'm, I'm gonna, it's it's going to be hard, but it's going to be a oh, truth, no. and you're going to need to hear if it's truth, alright? Are you ready for this truth that no. I'm about to tell you? No. It's not too hard. You just suck. <laughs> How far have you gotten into Bloodborne? Uh, You've seen how far I've gotten into Bloodborne, dude. No, no, I'm talking to we also. <laughs> uh, to the chain gun. The chain. There's a few of those. The first one. Oh well, then now I'm just ashamed of you. Insatiation, <laughs> <laughs> be, but yeah. All right, what's like, next? I want you to go back and really put Bloodborne through its paces. I'm going to now. Now that uh, Disgaea Five is through, my PS4 is freed up to play other things. Gross. Okay. Um, which will include Tales and, but yeah, other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Tales of Zestiria. Yeah. Uh, Destiny, obviously, but Destiny I have digitally, so I don't if have you to download worry about. To, yeah. You can just invade whatever game you happen to be playing at any moment. Exactly. Alright, what's the next category, gentlemen? Next category is Unexpected Surprise of the Year. Dropsy. Well, I expected Dropsy, but a lot of people didn't, so I'm saying Dropsy. I know I expected Dropsy because I'm a friend uh, I made it. Yeah. But, um, uh, well, but Dropsy was, yeah. for a lot of people, the Unexpected Surprise of the Year. I'll accept that because, uh, yeah, I was thinking of RPGs, but yeah, otherwise Dropsy is definitely a contender on that one. Yeah. Does Wheels know what I'm talking about on this one? I'll, I'll be quick if he doesn't. I don't think so. Is it? Dropsy is, uh, is an adventure game. It's build itself as an open world adventure, but that basically just means it's got a clock. But the important thing about it isn't necessarily the fact that it's an adventure game or the um, uh, 
or any like individual aspect of it, so much as the basic philosophy behind it, which is, uh, according to several interviews with the creator, basically Mr. Rogers. What if <laughs> everything is important uh, just for being itself? Like that was the general idea behind it. So like the entire idea was that it was a game where you wouldn't treat anything as an obstacle; you would treat it as a person. Because let's be honest, adventure games like you can. There are plenty of think pieces written about this already. But basically, adventure game protagonists tend to be pretty sociopathic. Just do whatever the hell it takes to solve puzzle. In Dropsy, all the puzzles are very deliberately designed so that there would be no solution other than the most human and good and decent solution. It's a very, very unique, very touching game. I thought in Interesting. a lot. It's uh, it's basically. I found it to be one of the most um, impressive uh, on an emotional level games I've played in a very long time. I intend to do a full Let's Play of it, but like, you know, after I have a chance to actually really, really dig into it. Don't want to use your first playthrough on that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that, that sounds really cool. Yeah, no, it's... it's that's that's it's worth your time. Fantastic. It's a fantastic game. I totally love it. But yeah, like in the realm of RPGs, it's probably like in terms of things that actually came out this year, it's probably Undertale for me. Yeah, Undertale will probably be like the biggest like surprise for a lot of people because I certainly wasn't expecting Undertale. Yeah, so I like, was made uh, aware of it like a month before it came out. So I was I had made no aware of it after it came out when um uh, people started tweeting or uh, retweeting skeletons at me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like they were all very excited, and I saw the skeleton. I saw it talk knock caps, and I was like, okay, then I must play this. It was a very simple choice for me. Nice. Um, okay. So mine would definitely be the announcement of Dragon Quest localizations, which we'd basically written off a while ago. Hoped for, but mostly written off. So. Yeah, like Dragon Quest Seven came out in like 2012 in Japan. <laughs> yeah, dang. Uh, let me let me double check this. It, yeah, it's been. 3D. It's definitely been a it's while. Been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fragments of the Forgotten Past came out uh, February 2013 in Japan. Oh, dang. That was a while. So by the time it comes out, it will be like three years and change old. Dang. That's a while. Yeah. Yeah, that's like by that point, most games are past their sell by date in terms of chances of getting a localization. Like the only thing, like last year. Like the same circumstance with Yakuza Five. Dang. Go play that, by the way. I can't. I hear good you things. do it. I really want to play it, but my PS3's hard drive carriage is borked, and no one wants to. Like, no one sells forty gig PS3 hard drive carri- carriages, so it's just like whatever, man. I can't ah, even fix this. Shame. shame. All right. What's the next category? I was just gonna add another one to this, but. It's that will actually fit in an upcoming category, so okay. come back to it. Um, Vita game to play over Tales of Hearts R of the year. Um, he put this in is... here just because, like, I picked up Tales of Hearts R on the cheap, and he was laughing at me. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Hotline Miami too. Oh yeah, far. you can play that on Vita. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was where I get to gush about how awesome Hotline Miami two is. People, of course you were. Yeah, no, I've been waiting for the opportunity to say this. I haven't even played on a Vita. I don't own a Vita. What the hell is a Vita? But um, Hotline 2 is 
easily my game of the year. It is absolutely incredible, not only in terms of its absolutely brutal, unforgiving gameplay, which uh, very much feels like it just picks up where the first hotline leaves off, because the first hotline gets pretty hard. Hotline 2 just is basically saying, okay, let's just keep going from, we'll just assume you beat Hotline 1 to get here. But, um, but the way it tells its story, and it's completely, with its like weird like jumping through time method, and that's not science fiction, it literally just is just completely out of chronological order. And the way it like reveals plot details later and later into the game until everything starts to make sense. A lot of people, I, I read, like I'm a, one of my favorite reviewers reviewed it, and he said he had no idea what was going on after playing both games back to back. Which, you know, that, it will alienate people like that. This is not a game for everybody, but it's when I had finished the whole thing, I just sort of sat back in awe of the masterpiece I had witnessed. It's it's amazing, and I love it. Hotline 2 is definitely my game of the year. And you can play it on Vita, so hey, that's cool, I guess. I don't know. I guess yeah, Play it portably, that's pretty cool. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, like, Vita had slimmer pickings than usual this year. I don't know, Persona... Dancing, I guess Broforce, yeah, on dancing. Vita too. Like uh, Devolver tends to release their stuff on Vita. Yeah, so. you can probably like play Hot Tofu Boyfriend on it or something. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot, yeah, of, yeah. A lot of indie stuff is coming out on Vita. Like uh, Rogue, I just never Rogue think Rogue of Legacy, any of those as like Vita that. games. So yeah. like, well, yeah, because I think of them all as Steam games. But you guys twisted my arm, and I had to jump on this opportunity when I saw it. <laughs> I mean, a lot of those Steam games are just designed to run easily on a controller so they yeah, they exactly. just kind of move to the vita pretty easily and they're you know most of yeah them are... i just never think i just never keep track of what actually came out on vita yeah. and what seemed like it probably did <laughs> and what's nice is a lot of those are low tech so probably not super difficult come out on anything yeah exactly um my answer for this would obviously be uh legend of heroes trails and cold steel which Literally just came, came out, out yesterday, yesterday <laughs> as far as this recording goes. Um, I really want to be playing that right now. Yeah. Uh, I'm not very far in it, but I'm very impressed so far, which is generally the case with most of the Fal- Falcom games I've played. Yeah, I'll probably be grabbing the Vita version because I like portable things. Yeah. And uh, see if I can get hold of that Lionheart edition. We finally got some details about the next East as well, so good Falcom stuff coming. Yeah, also Trails of Old Steel 3, just when they thought there would only be two. Yeah. Uh, I'm but... sure that the person who had to design the box designed to hold two Trails of Old Steel games is probably shooting themselves in the head right now. <laughs> Uh, but this was also an unexpected surprise because the announcement for this kind of came out nowhere and it was out of nowhere and it was just like hey it's coming out this year and it's even fully voiced which yeah that's shocking yeah assuming this is somewhere near as big as trails in the sky uh which it probably is because it's falcon i have no idea when they started work on it uh, work on this or how long they've been working on it probably since trails in the sky came out i guess but yeah so far, it's been a, a really good game. So we'll see how that goes. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be reviewing that. Uh, uh, really that right so and the winner of this award is anything that's not Tales of Hearts are. 
basically, and isn't developed by Idea Factory. <sighs> I don't recall them making a ton of Vita games. Who knows? No, I mean, yeah, the Neptunia games are developed by other developers, and I think the stuff they actually make themselves for Vita would be some visual novels, which are probably not terrible. So, visual mm-hmm. novels are always terrible, dude. Yeah, I saw uh, that one coming. Not, Let's move on. I'm not no, gonna judge. We're not. <laughs> not gonna judge. Dude, I have played more visual novels. We're than not you. doing this. This is a fact. Visual novels are always terrible. We're not doing this. We're done. We're done. That's the right. You're right. We don't need to have an argument because I'm already correct and Wheels is okay, already. Okay, we're moving on. Legend of Heroes of the Year. <laughs> yes. What's what's this question now? Legend of Heroes. It's really of the just year. us wanting to like remind people Legend of Heroes games come out, please purchase them. Yes. We don't want XC to die. Yes. Oh, um, okay. It, I'll, I'll buy Legends of Heroes, I guess. Well, this that, I thought this was funny more for the fact that there were two of them in two, one year. And that's insane. Considering how much effort went into the localization for two yeah, at least. What, we don't really oh, have much man. details on Trails and Cold Steel, how that localization went. Trail, yeah, Trails of Cold Steel is. It probably had a lot, a slightly less dramatic localization, but I'm sure it was no less difficult. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, it's. it's I'm. I'm just really happy that we got second chapter of Trails in the Sky. Yeah, I encourage everyone to. Uh, I forget which website put up the story about how that localization went down. It was Kotaku. It was Kotaku, a very good yeah. story. Highly recommend uh, reading tr- it. Trigger warning, they start by talking about suicide. So. Yeah. Uh, but it's definitely a story worth reading. And I think will make people appreciate a little more uh, some of the efforts people put in to make these crazy, huge games uh, happen in the U.S. So yeah, check that out. And I really need to pick up Trails in the Sky second chapter, but I don't yeah. have numbers. <laughs> So it's Trails of, Trails of Cold Steel, right? I, yeah, it's I of keep, Cold Steel. I, I keep messing up the name, and I, I'm probably going to keep messing up the name. So That's fine. And the winner of this award is us, everyone. Yeah, everyone yeah. wins. We, we are the and winners. And also Trails in the Cold Steel 12th chapter. Yay! Yay. I've decided to come up with the only thing that I'm sure doesn't exist. <laughs> All right. So the next award on our list is Destiny, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, First Person Shooter RPG of the Year. I was so irritated that you had made a second <laughs> award just for Destiny that I decided to like vote for something that came out four years ago and say Deus Ex Human Revolution was the best FPS RPG of 2015. Well, I'm going to say the best uh, FPS RPG of 2015 is uh, this one game I got in an indie gala bundle called Gynophobia, which it, it defines on the title screen as Fear of Woman. Yes, that is what that is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what huh. that is, and I'm not convinced that I want to know what that game is. It starts off with you not being able to walk out of a room because you're afraid of a spider. Then you go over to your PC and literally play a terrible zombie first-person shooter until you beat it, at which point you can play the actual game you're playing again. What? No. I'm so confused. <laughs> I didn't make I'm really, I'm, I want nothing more. I want to be... <laughs> Rid of the information you just gave me. <laughs> okay, moving on. Like we we know what you're gonna do, and I'm saying Deus Ex wins. Yeah, Deus Ex wins. But but Destiny. <laughs> all right, all you right. engineered an award 
right. for it. And yeah. Still lost. All right. Deus Ex wins. Um. <laughs> all right. Non RPG of the year. Now it's where Beat gets to shine. Non RPG of the year. Shoot. Um. I got a few. I guess. Hotline Miami 2 by far is the game of the year. But um, Broforce also came out this year, like officially, and that game is super awesome. Uh, I'm really enjoying playing Saints Row 4 uh, Reloaded on my PS4. That game. Nice. Yeah, I've been playing. I, I still need to get to the Get Out of Hell content. Yeah, well, I, I am. Uh, I need to get him. I need to play uh, Get Out of Hell. I am. I bought it used, so the uh, my Get Out of Hell bonus code would already be used. Which means oh, that's a shame. Basically, instead of saving uh, five bucks, I always spending ten bucks more because the get out of hell bonus content, like in the PSN store, is fifteen dollars. Yeah, game I bought was only only saved five on the huge purchase. Yeah, so but you know whatever. I'm not I'm not like crying over it or anything. Yeah, it's a super good game. It's worth playing. Yeah, it's 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 fun. It's good. It's a good game. Um, not RPGs. Uh, what did I even play this year? I forget, man. It's all it all blurs together. I'm just, I'm just I'm just putting MGS Five here. Oh yeah, people really like that one. I still haven't played it. I intend to. Like it's on the list of things to play on my shiny new PS4, but you know, haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah, I, I adored it. Too. I adored its absurd, abstract, insane endings. I adored its. Like ridiculous creative uh, creativity uh, allowing gameplay, I adored its like ridiculous uh, like attention to detail in all of its environments. I adored running around like stealth situations while playing Friday I'm in Love on a loop over and over. Well, I I will say that I did spoil I did spoil myself. I did look up several key plot elements, and I have finally confirmed beyond the shadow of a doubt that Hideo Kojima should never be allowed to write anything. Nah, uh, MVS Five <laughs> might actually be the best story he's ever told. And it's still, uh, I, I don't want to spoil it, but uh. it's fantastic, and I love it. Shut <laughs> up, man. <laughs> no, I discussed this with you while you were like drunk out of your mind. Yeah, I, that means I've forgotten it. I would have forgotten I it anyways because I disagree with it. <laughs> it's fantastic. Let's not discuss this because it's a very strange memory. But yeah, yeah. Wales, what's yours? Uh, Devil May Cry updated edition. Definitive. Definitive edition. I've heard good things about that one. And Devil May Cry itself is uh, actually quite good. The DMC. I really enjoyed DMC. Yeah. yeah, this game was shockingly underrated. Um, it wasn't as it wasn't Devil May Cry three, which I think a lot of was a lot of people wanted, but it was its own new thing, and that's okay. We're allowed to have new things. It's not like it erased the old thing from existence. Yeah, I, I appreciated it because Devil May Cry four kind of tried to be Devil May Cry three, and mostly just ended up being Devil May Cry three, but not near nearly as good. Yeah. yeah. Hey, that got an updated release as well this year. It's not as good. No. Nope. Yeah. Still. No, it's still not as good. Uh. Yeah. yeah, DMC is a bit more of its own beast, so it's allowed to not be as good, but still be a uniquely valid experience. Yeah, yeah it also has. I also like their their newish take on Dante. Like a lot of people hated it. They're like, "Oh, it's not old Dante." Well, yeah, but that's sort of the point. They're allowed he's to still like still a stupid dork. Yeah, he's still a giant dork. <laughs> the bit where he enters the club by putting himself on the list is still one of the greatest scenes I've ever <laughs> done in a video game. Yeah. 
That game yeah, has, I'm on the list. That game has a lot of great scenes in it. Yeah. Like, I don't remember any scene quite as great as the bit in Devil May Cry 3 where uh, he's going for the gun. He's going for the gun. No, wait, he wanted the pizza. But uh, yeah. it's still, it still has a lot of wonderful moments. <laughs> yeah, it's just a really good game in general. Yeah. And now it's so shinier. And play, it's also cheap. like on severe markdown at this point. Yeah. yeah, it's super, super easy to grab. Yeah. Highly, 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 highly recommend. Yeah, it is a good game. Okay, moving on to you. Basically, just like wanted to continue our like never-ending joke <laughs> of referring to Tomb Raider as Tom Brady. Yes, I can't Tom even remember Brady. how that started. <laughs> I don't know feetball. Feetballs. You don't know the feetball. I'm gonna pull up some John Madden quotes. He will guide our way. Um, all you need to know is Tom Brady is the best, and that's it. And prepare for hate mail from lots of football fans. Um, uh, so obviously, yeah, this is just the joke. Joke. Tomb Raider is really good. I haven't played a lot of it yet, but it's good. So I really wanna, I really wanna play Rise of the Tomb Raider, yeah. and to leave us with some uh, John Madden wisdom: uh, some yards is better than none yards. That's a very good John Madden wisdom. If if the team doesn't put points on the board, I don't see how they can win. I don't either, John. I don't either. <laughs> no, it's no. third and twenty. They need a good play here. <laughs> John Madden is the man that is cursed to be a commentator, despite having no actual thoughts about football other than staring at football and enjoying watching football. <laughs> See, well, you see here, the thing is, he should have caught that ball, but the ball is bigger than his hands. <laughs> see, you see, he should have caught the ball, but he didn't. But he should have. <laughs> okay, let's move on before I just read like okay, a giant okay. list of John Madden quotes. So the next award is the Idea Factory Game of the Year. I, I abstain from this because I didn't play any of them, so I just put whoever wins, we all lose. Yeah, so this was kind of just a plot to talk about hyper de- hyper devotion noir which i think beat is about to start yelling at you for even mentioned what even is that like i don't know what that is so hyper devotion noir is a strategy rpg take on the hyper dimension neptunius neptunia series never mind uh, never well, mind well you well shut up now. no 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 hold on nope 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 no hold 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 the phone here okay so on in a on a gameplay perspective, it's kind of fun. It's developed by Sting. Uh, it's a pretty good strategy RPG, uh, and it's kind of cool because you got all the a bunch of party members that are basically like anime girl versions of different game series. So there's like the Monster Hunter character. Gross. But it's kind of funny, and they have attacks based on their series, which are pretty goofy. It's fine. And then you get to the story, which is just a um, convoluted mess whose only purpose seems to be to show extremely sexualized pictures of the characters in the game. And that part was not so good. Surprising no one. (laughs) But you can skip all those and just play the gameplay, and it's pretty fun, so... 
Sting, Sting is a developer that is tragically constantly doing contract work for companies that somehow are more successful than them but make worse games. <laughs> Dang. Poor, poor Sting. Uh, so yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Um, unless Fairy Fencer F for PC came out this year, in which it case did, that... Out okay, August. well then that wins, because that's a funny game and pretty decent, so... Here you go. Yeah. Okay, we're we are down to best overall. Yes. This, but this award, neither of us is taking this award remotely seriously. No. <laughs> this award brought to you by Activision. Activision if you're dollars we, from this, I'm going to like sue the hell out of you to get half of them. Activision <laughs> will run your favorite franchise into the ground. Uh, I don't want to think about it. I, deci- I decided to. Uh, I, I decided that in the spirit of not taking any of this seriously, my <laughs> award for game of the year is the updated version of the Final Fantasy XV demo. Well, that's a really good demo. Uh, my really good. vote for uh, game of the year is Final Fantasy VII Steam release, which clearly Square knew that they were going to remake, and they released it simply to grub money. Those bastards. I really want to like. I'm. Like, I really wish that the Steam release actually came with the ability that the uh, PS4 version has to triple the speed of the game. <laughs> because I feel like that should be a standard feature on every emulated PS1 game. That's, yep, that really absolutely. Should, that's that's yeah. wow, good. No, uh, like, my, my it, favorite... it triples the speed of the game, but it leaves the music intact, which is even better. That is beautiful. Okay, no, my favorite like entire thing in this entire year, if it were video game related would be the ridiculous uh, backlash to the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Not the most recent one where people are going, oh no, it's episodic, that means it'll be bad. I'm talking about the one where... Um, uh, I'm talking about the one where um, where they found out that they'd been planning this for a while, but they still released the original FF7 on computers. How dare they? It's almost like people might still want to play the original version of the game after the remake is out. Yeah, like, it's almost like, you know, people might like the original game as the original game. (laughs) Like, it's... It's I I do want to say that every single interview they give about the FF7 remake fills me with more confidence. Because it's just full of, like, like, they were... They got asked most recently about the dating segment. Uh, and they... And they were, like, like... they got asked about it by, I think it was, like, Dengeki in Japan. And they yeah. were like, yeah, yeah, we're going to have to voice act that. No, we can't just not voice act that, even though it's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> um, they still, talked about I'm still holding how... out for Barrett to be voiced by DMX. <laughs> we already have his voice, though. That's the problem. No, so? Who cares? Some jerk voices him in Advent Children. Nobody cares. Nobody watched that movie. Now, if I, was, if, uh, I watched if I was that movie. To, if I was going to campaign for a rapper to get it, I would be campaigning for Mega Ran because. Oh yeah, no, Mega Ran's campaigning to get it as well. But you know, if it's not going to be Mega Man, it better be DMX. But in any because case, DMX is also the sort of person who would like halfway through reading his their lines, just look at just look up at the timid uh, SquareSoft employee on the other side of the recording wall and start yelling about him. But what is this garbage? I what the heck is a Macchio? <laughs> <laughs> Materia, you misspelled materials, you idiot. <laughs> what is this? Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, no, like, 
the the other great thing that I saw in that Dengeki interview was them talking about how they're going to try to bring back as many of the ridiculous mini games as possible. <laughs> oh, like the one where you're a submarine for like five minutes. Oh, no, I'm expecting I'm expecting that that definitely means snowboarding. Yeah, you gotta have I mean, the snowboarding. snowboarding. I mean, snowboarding got its own cell phone game release. Plus the yeah, motor, the motorcycle that game. Dolphin jump. <laughs> dolphin jump too. I'm hoping yeah, they like add dolphin... like a few like completely off the wall new ones, like just for five minutes. I don't know, like help a frog cross the road or something. I'd believe it because like Nomura is not like someone that seems to be wedded to the idea that FF7 was a serious creation. <laughs> Good, just very important. Like he he apparently like yelled at CyberConnect2, who were doing some of the assets for making some of them too realistic. Yeah, no, that's good. That's excellent. But, uh, like, it, it was just like, yeah, we need to bring back some of the iconic ridiculous minigames. So I'm expecting uh, snowboarding submarines quite probable because there's things that you have that the story, like, requires the submarine for. Um, trying to think of, like, what other ones to expect. But they're, like, everything about, like, the. the d- I think the only thing that he admitted that they were definitely going to have to change was, th- like, make the honeybee in less terrifying. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. That's I'm okay with that That being a change. It's a good change. But, yeah, no, like, I, I appreciate the, uh, the, d- the idea that the bizarre stylistic and tonal clashes that happen throughout uh, FF7 are a feature, not a bug. I, I really... <laughs> The only thing I want from the remake is the option to play with the FF7 Blazed script. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure someone can hack hack that into the PC version. I I, I really hope that's I, I want. If someone hacks that into the PC version, I will literally do a complete video let's play of the entire game. Nice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like going back to this, like neither of us really wanted. To spoil our uh, any pick we might have for game of the year. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, which but... which is why I picked um, not the game I gave a five out of five. Legend of Legacy, fun game, good stuff. Um, but yeah. I already said mine. It's Hotline Two. The game's amazing. Yeah, and I'm but really, when by, I say Hotline uh, Two, I mean F- the entire Hotline series as a whole. So yeah, and I'm sticking by FF15 episode Duskgate 2.0, and I'm sticking by Black Ops Three. Brought to you by yeah, Activision. You no, nah, don't buy that. I was being Call, more serious than uh, you were. <laughs> Call of Duty is garbage. <laughs> oh my god! No, you guys have seen what the uh, like the PS3 and 360 version of that thing is, right? It's like. It's, oh yeah, they they cut out like the entire single player. Yeah. Like, the 360 and PS3 versions of Black Ops 3 came out. Like, no one expected them to come out at first. It's like, they didn't announce them until, like, July. But, like, they cut out the single player entirely? <laughs> and, like, that that was a weird enough decision to begin with. But, like, I get it that, like, a lot of that, uh, the fan base is in multiplayer, but at the same time, like, they, they drastically scaled back the multiplayer, too, so it's like, why did you even bother? Yeah. Oh, I know why they bothered. Um, $60 a copy. I think it was 50 They cut, the, oh. the, the single player was worth an, a lower uh, price point. Oh, they were generous, then. I see. I'm just rereading uh, FF7 Blazed right now. This is still the most amazing thing. 
Let's see. Black Ops 3 for 360. Yeah, it's it's currently marked down from $50 at GameStop. Uh, I'm sure it has a low user rating, too. Oh, I'm sure. Which is never a good sign for it. I'm just Most going games. down uh, Hideki Kamiya's Twitter. I wish he hadn't blocked me. <laughs> I could ask him to unblock you. He does that sometimes. Uh, if if he would, that'd be very nice. Because I <laughs> I, I never I know why he blocked me. He got he was yelling at people about uh, Star. He never Fox. wants to be cc'd on someone's conversations. I I, I I literally just responded to the first one, like, and then then took him off all the others. But that was that was enough for him to be like, nope. Yeah. But the joke uh, was uh, just, just like uh, if he, he said he's kept telling people about Star Fox. Ask your mom. So I just wrote a dumb little story about Kotaku asking their mom, and their mom responded with just throwing a, bo- a bottle at them. And then the next day, <laughs> Platinum confirms new Star Fox <laughs> because that's as good a yes as you'll get from your mom. But yeah, I'll, uh, I'll uh, tweet at him asking right, cool. to unlock you and that you're sorry. But I just I just saw one of his tweets. As I told you a million times, I'll block idiots who speak ill of my old home, Capcom. <laughs> oh, I I never speak ill of Capcom, man. Capcom's good. Yeah, but like lots of people like since he left Capcom, lots of people will like tweet at him saying like, "Oh man, Capcom sure sucks." He's like, "I like them. I worked for them. They were good people." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So are we pretty much done. Yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up our best and worst. Um, So why don't we just take a few minutes and in case we think of any other games that came out this year we want to talk about since this is pretty much a year 2015 wrap-up show. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles X is cool. Oh, that's a super good game. Did Majora's Mask come out this year or was that last year? That was this this year on 3DS. Okay, yeah. 3DS versus Majora's Mask. Really good. Don't know why they uh, changed up the Zora swimming mechanics, though. I didn't like that very much. They're still pretty good, though. They're still pretty good, but, you know, I I like the old version. I'm a sucker. Um, uh, The best way to play it is still just to watch the Swordless Link glitch Let's Play because that thing is amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Um... What else? I don't know. Uh, I really liked some games that I got this year. <laughs> that's it. That's, oh. that's all I got. Sorry. Uh, I'm done. I'm out. It was uh, Dragon Quest Heroes. Yeah, that was probably great. Probably. Pretty. It's pretty alright. Uh, but yeah, Destiny. Destiny. Play Destiny. Okay, but no. instead play Final Blade Chronicles X. No, oh. you said, I said o- no. You said okay for a second there. No, I didn't. That was a lie. I lied to you. I tell lies sometimes just to hurt you. It's very wow. important that I do this. Oh. All right, so we're gonna wrap this thing up. Uh, so uh, we will be back in 2016. So send us in your questions, thoughts, complaints, etc. I'm sure you'll have plenty of complaints after this. Yes, and you're, <laughs> and you're welcome to send in your best and worst of 2015 late, which we will still discuss on the next show. And uh, I think that's about it. Yep, that's it, that's it, that's ha- that. Happy holidays, happy new year. Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, K-something, Kwanzaa. <laughs>
There's uh, not like AK cool ass Kwanzaa. Cool ass Kwanzaa. Happy <laughs> Happy Festivus. Uh, fitful Festivus. Frolicking Festivus. Fitful Festivus, because Festivus is not a happy holiday. That's true. Well, yeah, if you're actually going to do the airing of grievances, things will end poorly. <laughs> oh man! All right, I'm going to bed. It's like. 1.30 in the morning, oh my god. Good night, gentlemen. Good talking to you. Peace out, yo.